안녕하세요. Good morning. Good morning. My dear brothers and sisters, clergy and ambassador for peace. 안녕하십니까? Yeah, today is already Saturday. You know, my brothers and sisters, now you see, uh, you know, many, uh, you know, many kind of the news from Japan. The death of a former Japanese Prime Minister, Shinzo Abe, you know, shooting has drawn to the world's attention now. Not only that, including the war between Ukraine and Russia, the world is facing many difficulties, both internally and externally. The whole world is facing a time chaos more than ever. In times like this, our movement should, uh, should become more united with the true mother as the center and offer prayers and devotion for the world and mankind more than ever before. So I think unity is really important. How can we support our mother's leadership and unite together? How can we really can go forward? Recently, I am meeting the major ACLC minister in Clifton Church and ask them to really commit to study EDP and through one-on-one -on -one education. I think now already some of them strongly determined to study. I really want to create minimum 12 ACLC ministers to study EDP more and more, really uh, ask them to really commit to really strongly learn EDP and then for them to teach other ministers. You know, uh, when they become very, very stable and uh, understanding divine principle clearly in any persecution, any kind of the, uh, the problem come, they can become very, very strong. That's why that is uh, really my motivation. My dear brothers and sisters, really you need to guide our ACS minister need to study more about the divine principle. Today, I'd like to talk about a life of gratitude from True Mother's Anthology, book one. Let's just study. A life of gratitude. We learn great lessons through history, and we always determine that we will not repeat the failures of the past. I imagine that before Jesus came 2,000 years ago, the Jewish people would have thought the same. They also would have thought that when the time came, they would not do something like fail. But in the end, they wound up failing. I am sure you know well about how Christian history unfolded. Today, what kind of position are we standing in? Like the Jewish people 2,000 years ago, aren't we also making a historical failure and losing hope? If not, do we have a strong determination and attitude not to make the same failure again a second time? Just before True Father left for Danbury, he said, you must not complain. Keep your position and be grateful. And when you become completely one with gratitude, a great miracle will happen. You're, you are well aware of the work of True Father. True Father came to the position where he should have been accept, attended. If the people of the world had accepted True Father earlier, 
his course would have unfolded quite differently. But True Father received opposition from the people of the world and has walked a lonely course of suffering. But that is sure. But what is sure is that no matter what kind of opposition and persecution there was, True Father was fulfilling God's will. True Father always invested everything for Heavenly Father's will and never retreated even slightly. Having heard the testimonies of the elder members, you all know the course that True Father walked in the past. He was never indebted to anyone. And as he lived, he erased the debts of other people. He always lived for other people. When True Father went into Danbury, I felt him make a resolute determination in his heart. If people had carried out their portions of responsibility well, True Father would not have walked such a difficult, strenuous path. Instead of a path of opposition and suffering, it would have been a path of glory as a victor. However, True Father walked a path of unspeakable suffering. He considered that path the path of destiny, and he always forgot about his personal concerns and focused on comforting God. He lived offering God happiness by finding the best possible path in any situation. Yes. As the true father was entering Danbury, he told members not to complain, no matter what the situation. Then he told them to become completely one through gratitude. And when they become completely one through gratitude, a great miracle will happen. True Father was a person who showed us the model of how to deal with gratitude in any difficult situation. Even while being uh, imprisoned six times, Father did not complain. And since he thought of the death path as the path of the destiny that he himself had to go through, he did not try to avoid it. This is really incredible and beautiful. And whenever he faced the the path of the suffering on the unimaginable torture, he was convinced that through such suffering, he could pay all indemnity as quickly as possible. And he said that he was more grateful in front of heaven because he believed that the way was a shortcut to liberate God and all mankind. Therefore, no matter what difficulties and unhappiness comes, we too should go on that path like a father, thinking that this path is the path of the destiny that we must go on, we must, we, we must go on behalf of God and true parents and our ancestors with gratitude. Even though through Father received the opposition from the people of the world and has walked a, a, a lonely course of suffering, the reason Father was able to fulfill God's will because he was able to be grateful to heaven under any circumstances. 
True mother testified that even as true father went to Denbury prison, he considered that the that path of the destiny, and he always forget about his personal concerns and focus on comforting, comforting God and consoling God. He lived offering God happiness by finding the best possible path in any situation. Wow, our father is really amazing. Our true mother is, is really amazing that through the persecution and opposition and difficulty, father said this is the shortcut way to liberate God. This is the shortcut way to liberate all mankind. That's why he really think that this is my destiny. I need to go. I need to overcome. This is the fastest way. This is the shortcut way. Anyway, never mind. I think really God wants to bless all mankind. And really God really, uh, God, you know, God really helping me to really uh, shortcut way. That's why he had that kind of the determination. I think I love his concept. This is my destiny. I happily, willingly go this way. Amazing. That's why Trauma is talking about a life of gratitude. Living divine principle, um, the position of the humans in the world of creation, the central, medium, and harmony. Let's study EDP. Mediator and center of harmony of the cosmos. Second, God created human beings to be the mediator and the center of harmony of the cosmos. When a person's flesh and spirit unite through give and take action and become God's substantial object partner, the corporeal and incorporeal worlds can also begin give and take action with that person as their center. They thus achieve harmonious integration to construct a cosmos that is responsive to God. A true person acts as the mediator and center of harmony between the two worlds. Third, God created human beings to encapsulate in a substantial form the essences of everything in the cosmos. God created the universe by projecting and developing the pre-existence prototype of the human internal nature and external form into countless substantial forms. The human spirit encapsulates all of the elements found in the incorporeal world since God created the spirit world as the unfolding of the spirit's internal nature and external form. The human body encapsulates all the elements of the corporeal world since God created the material realm as the unfolding of the body's internal nature and external form. Accordingly, since human beings within themselves are the essences of all things in the cosmos, each person is a microcosm. Father's work. How to unite the universe. If humans are able to unite with God, all of creation will come to form relationships with God. That relationship is not one of opposites, but rather a subject-object relationship. It is a super-universal relationship. 
Because the absolute relationship is centered on the absolute being, the realm of this relationship cannot be escaped. Therefore, the person who is able to unite with the absolute being and creation will bring about the natural unification of the universe. Yes. If humans are able to unite with God, all of creation will come to automatically form relationship with God and humans. Therefore, humans are the mediators that unite God and all creation. So the Father said that if humans unite with the absolute God, they will bring about the natural unification of the universe. Therefore, humans are the medium that unites God and all things. And it is the mission of the Messiah between God and all things. For God to have a reciprocal relationship with creation, he has to go through the human beings. And for creation to have a reciprocal relationship with God and receive his love and dominion, it must go through human beings as well. Therefore, in order to unite God and all things, you need to know that human beings are absolute beings before God and all things. Next. Humans are the central axis of harmony. How did the world of creation come to be? It came into existence because of me. For whose sake does it exist? It exists for us to give us joy. Humans need to become the stimulus for creating their own happiness. This is developed through the idea of higher love. Human beings become the central axis of harmony when they love creation, which then returns beauty to them. Yes. What is the God's ultimate purpose for creating the universe? For whose sake does the world of creation exist? It came into existence because of me. God created the universe because of me, because of you. In other words, the purpose of existence of the universe is to give us joy and happiness. God's purpose for creating the sun and moon and the oceans and the beautiful stars and the universe was all because of me. Therefore, as the owner of creation, when humans enter the stage of a loving creation and creation returns beauty and human beings become the central axis of harmony, the subject partner has the responsibility of the giving love. The object partner has the, has the responsibility of the returning beauty. Creating happiness is a human responsibility. That's why we need to serve all things very well. Then the, all the nature, all things definitely return incredible joy and beauty, happiness to us. And the next one. The family is the central axis of harmony. The family is the central axis of harmony for all things. Representing all people in all families, it becomes the central axis of harmony for the tribe, all races, and all nations. If we are able to restore the nations, the spiritual and physical worlds will naturally come into unity. 
This is how it works theoretically. I think this content is very important, my brothers and sisters. I think even some of our, of the, our member do not understand you know, what the central axis of the harmony. What position are human beings in between all things and God? It is the central axis of harmony. But the center of the harmony here does not mean some perfected individual. But it means the family becomes the central axis of the harmony for all things. Once again, I, I'm telling you this is very important. The center of the harmony here does not mean some perfected individual. But it means the family becomes the central axis of harmony for all things. Many people misunderstand like an individual perfection, perfected individual can become the center of the, uh, the, of the central axis of the harmony. No, very clear, you know, based on couple, based on what? Family. This is the important point. The family is the central axis of the harmony for all things. The center of the harmony representing all people and all families, it becomes the central axis of harmony for the tribe, races, and all nations, even all things. But the important thing here is that True Father said, when one nation, we are talking about, you know, Chanigo, right? When our one nation is restored and become the one standard, since it becomes the model of the Chanilgu, the spiritual and physical world will, uh, will naturally come into unity. Father said, no need to worry about how to restore entire world, entire humankind. He said, just, just create one model nation. If really God restore one model nation, one sovereignty, one people centering on God, then Father said, no worry. The spiritual and physical world naturally come into unity. Naturally, gradually, very soon, the whole world can unite together. That's why our heavenly parents, our true parents, even our, all our, about the final wishes is what? To arrest just one nation, one sovereignty. One people, once a set of one model nation, everything is going on very well. The, the rest, no need to worry. How much our two parents emphasizing, you know, so much about this issue? That's why how much now true mother really pay attention. How can create reunite, you know, between North Korea and South Korea and become God's substantial nation? That is our cherished hope. That is our true parent cherished hope. That is God's almost cherished hope. That's why we really need to pray our Father's land, Korea. Uh, today's youth ministry, uh, during the formation stage, you can restore your original nature if you carefully follow the law of the world. It's a very important content also. So let's just start. During the formation stage, you can restore your original nature 
if you carefully follow the law of the word. The course of the providence of restoration is the course of recovering the original nature that was lost due to the fall. The first course for human beings to recover their original nature begins with the formation stage. In the formation stage, we must obey the words of the principle and restore my original heart. In this first stage, we must be absolutely obedient to the law of the life centering on the word. In short, we must make our body obey our mind. To do that, we must make the body receive dominion and freedom from the original mind. When the original mind obeys the law of the word, the body is meant to follow. However, when we do not obey the law of the word, the body goes on the path of death and cannot escape the power of death. Therefore, in the formation stage, the law of the word must be brought to life. Also, in the formation stage, there is no way to control our body unless we are constantly stimulated by the word through the life of Hunduk. Yes. The human fall was ultimately not obeying God's word and forgetting his word. Due to forgetting the word, we lost our original mind and came to live a life centered on fallen nature. That's why word is very important. God talked to Adam and Eve, do not eat. Do not eat full of the knowledge of good and evil. Do not eat. But once Adam and Eve forget the God's word, all chaos and problem occurred. Right? So in order for such a human being to return to God, we have to recover our original nature centered on the word. Therefore, we can recover our original nature through, the, through hearing and reading and practicing the word a lot. That's why the first stage for human beings to recover the original nature uh, begins from the obeying the word. Therefore, in the formation stage, we must absolutely obey the law of the word and be brought to life without thinking of the world as a, a precious. There is no way for fallen human beings to be resurrected. As you know, my brothers and sisters, recently I invited Fundok champion, Mr. Chayan, and I am having a meal every uh, breakfast together. Oh my goodness, his sharing is really incredible. So I realized that while the substance of the God's word, my brother senses no, no other way to restore our original mind without word. Without word. That's why, why I keep on emphasizing to reading, reading one hour EDP, 30 hour EDP, 12 hour EDP content. Because what is the basic things? So that's why when our movement go back to original point, when we really can focus on study EDP, then our movement surely can revive again. That's why I think basic things are very important. I think basic our attitude and concept, especially putting our jong song, 
and then was the study about the, about EDP. That is the most important thing. That's why I just now in the beginning I'm talking to you that why there's kind of sometimes a, a feel like a limitation to our raise up our ACLC minister because they do not go through more internal course. I am totally telling you again that God's restoration course from external to internal, internal to more internal. Then that just only bring our ACLC ministers to attend some of the event. Event is fine, but from external to, and uh, we need to bring them to more internal course, right? So then now everybody go through 43 days, that also not enough. What's the more internal course? Let them learn thoroughly our true parents of philosophy, which is a divine principle. That's why recently I'm so excited to see each one of the Christian ministers, ACLC, come to Clifton Church. I met them personally and convinced them to study EDP through one-on-one. That's why all of them, anyone met me, and then they determined to start EDP original one. And then not just only like uh, three times a week or four times a week, let's focus, bring them to somewhere and focus on two-day workshop from morning till evening. Let them learn thoroughly divine principle. Then all of them learning thoroughly EDP content uh, clearly, then they can using this, you know, one-on-one our educational material, they can teach to another ministers. That's why I want to expand our ACLC movement through teaching original divine principle. Otherwise, our movement become very external. Let's follow through parents' education style from external to internal, internal to more internal. What's the more internal? That is a heart, education of the heart, cultivating our heart. That's why I am so inspiring now. Our all brothers and sisters involving very much about the teaching divine principle through one-on-one. And everybody becomes the lecturer. Everybody can witness anyone using textbook, which is an original divine principle book. My brothers and sisters, if you follow the world, or the follow the word, catch word well, and put into practice, you can be resurrected and grow. But if you do not obey the law of the word, the, the body go, goes on the path of death and cannot escape the power of death. We must never forget that to save a resurrect and grow man, God will surely do do so with his word. Therefore, to fallen human beings, the word is a life and God's love. In that sense, it is extremely important for the fundal life to be settled in the formation stage. Next. While following the law of original nature through the word, we must always test how our original mind works according to the word. When I try to live according to the law of original nature centered on the word, I can test whether my body really tries to live according to the habits of my old life or whether it is trying to live centered on my original nature. 
For this reason, those who live with the mind as the subject always feel the battle between the body and mind very sensitively. The, the Apostle Paul pointed out that the Jews claimed to live according to the law, but they actually lived according to the flesh. So the Apostle Paul lamented that human beings are miserable and going through hardships. This is because the mind is not able to do as it wants, but repeats the unwanted behavior of the body. Those who believe in this battle feel the battle between the body and mind very clearly. Mm. In the formation stage, when you hear God's word and come to understand it, you need to see how the word influences my original mind. I have to test whether the word really comes to me and becomes alive to me so that joy springs up and gives me strength in my life of faith. Therefore, in the formation stage, you or your attachment to the word must be strong. You must put God's word as your top priority. When you bring the word to life and put it as a top priority, check how much you can control your body. Does God's word enter me and comes to life in my spirit? Does it really become a strength? Or am I unable to overcome my habitual life? The Apostle Paul pointed out that the Jews claimed to live according to the law, but they actually lived according to the flesh. So he lamented that human beings are miserable and going through hardships. This is because the mind is not able to do as it wants, but repeat the, the unwanted behavior, behavior of the body. Next. When we do not know the law of the principle well, we are unaware of the fact that the mind and body are fighting and having conflict. We simply think that such contradiction of the human being is natural. However, after hearing the word and knowing the law of the principle, we come to distinguish the desires of the mind and body. What would happen if we did not follow the law of the principle centered on the word? It will cause great confusion. For example, if there were no laws of sleeping and waking, no traffic laws to get to and from the streets, and no basic moral rules about how to live, it would cause a lot of confusion. When we set a rule to get up at five and are late, our conscience becomes aware of becoming upset. However, if there were no laws of original nature, there would also be no pangs of conscience or sense of guilt. However, the important thing is that all human beings, without exception, have a conscience and an original mind. Yes, final slide. If God had not instilled in man the original mind, no one would have any sense of guilt. However, human beings' original mind clearly exists. And in the end, no one can deny that everyone must follow the original mind. 
Also, when you live together in a relationship, you come to realize that there are laws of original nature that each must obey. If you only think of yourself and do not live for the sake of others, you immediately feel that our original nature is undignified. However, if you try to give something to others and live for the sake of others, according to the laws of original nature, you will feel great joy. On the contrary, when we cannot have a relationship with our parents or between siblings or neighbors, there will be anxiety and pain. Just as our body must obey the law of the mind to maintain spiritual health, our original mind must obey the laws of heaven. Just because my body doesn't know the law of the mind, I will quickly realize that if I treat my body recklessly, there will be pain. In this way, I know that the laws of the word helps me to recover my heart. Yes, my dear brothers and sisters, human beings' original mind clearly and definitely does exist. Also knows that if you do not follow the original mind, you will definitely feel pangs of conscience and come to realize that there will be indemnity. Know that God created us so that our original mind makes us have to live for the sake of others. God creates such a way. One who living for the sake of others, centering on our original mind, definitely we can get incredible happiness and joy. Many people do not know this point. That's why if you try to give something to others and live for the sake of others according to the laws of the original nature, you will experience a feeling great joy and happiness. Therefore, when you live centered on the world and according to the laws of the original nature, you cannot deny becoming joyful and grateful and happy. That's why Bible talking about Romans chapter 8, verse 5 to, uh, 5 to 8, says, Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the spirit have their mind set on what their spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death. However, the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. Wow. In the life of faith at the formation stage, we must always be centered on the word and follow the laws of original nature. Just as our body must obey the law of the mind to maintain spiritual health, our original mind must obey the laws of heaven. Just because of my body does not know them, the law of the mind, I will quickly realize that if I treat my body recklessly, there will be pain, my brothers and sisters. That's why beginning step is very important. During the formation stage, you can restore your original nature if you carefully follow 
the law of the world. What is beginning? Very important. That's why I'm keep on emphasizing the importance of the fundoke. Fundo life will have to become good habitual life. Then I am telling you, guarantee our spiritual life always can gain incredible strength and power to control our physical body. Thank you very much, my brothers and sisters. Uh, the living testimony, I think uh, our MC will introduce very well. Kamsamida, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Dr. Young, for your incredible guidance this morning. And to uh, receive our um, living testimony for this today, uh, her name is Cassandra or Cassie Souza from CARP Las Vegas. She just turned 21 and she has been with CARP for the past three years. And she's very active in the community as well as considering to join GPA this coming year or in the near future. And so she has prepared a video recording testimony for us today. So let us welcome up uh, Cassie Souza. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Dr. Young and Holy Community. My name is Cassandra. I was born and raised in Las Vegas. I have been a part of CARP uh, since 2019, almost three years now. I first met um, Masato Takahashi in college. I actually grew up being Catholic Christian. But as I started getting a little bit older and started getting more interest in science, I ended up becoming atheist because I needed like 100% facts. I needed proof that there was this God. So I actually lost a lot of faith um, at a pretty young age. And so when I first started doing uh, divine principle studies with um, the first time I did it with Masato and Junghyo Batino, I was kind of uncomfortable. I didn't know why I was there or why I should go. Um, I wasn't even told that it was actually a divine principle study. I was just told that it was just a meetup. And then this divine principle book was brought out and I was like, how do I get out of this? <laughs> but I ended up staying. Um, I don't really know why. I just didn't want to be rude and get up. So I listened to what they had to say about their, their own interests and what they believe in. And the one thing that actually piqued my interest was this unification between science and religion. Well, that was something that I never heard of growing up. There was always usually just one or the other. Science says it's one way and then religion says it's the other way. So hearing that there was this unification, there was this, um, there could be this unification between science and religion, uh, that it's both ways, was very new to me. So it really did pique my interest and I continued. So I continued going to divine principle workshops, continued doing um, Divine Principle Studies with uh, Mia Taguchi, a sister of mine. And I never really, even though I still went, I was very hesitant and resistant as well. I would get told all this stuff and I would really like poke at, poke at every little detail, like, oh, why this, why that? 
she probably was really annoying <laughs> to um, my brothers and sisters who took care of me. But I still challenged them and they never gave up on me. They still uh, continued to put in a lot of effort. And I felt that kind of karma uh, this past 21 day workshop. Actually, I was a family leader for a sister who was kind of in the same position that I was in, actually. She was very hesitant to. Uh, receive God's love and she didn't want to accept true parents and for me I was kind of the exact same way when I when I first came and aside from true parents true parents actually really helped me uh, understand God's love a lot more but I didn't feel like I really deserved to have God's love because I never really accepted it in the beginning uh, when I was younger I lost a lot of faith and so I was like oh I I, since I lost faith, I shouldn't be able to regain it. I, yeah, I didn't feel like that was right. But I still came and I still uh, did all of these activities. I still participated in the community and did a lot of stuff. And I, well, in helping this sister, I did a lot of reflecting, actually. I wanted to see what I could do to help her out. And I reflected on a lot of the stuff that my brothers and sisters did for me, especially Mia and Masato. I realized that they put a lot of effort into me and I really wanted to put that same effort into this sister. Since they put in a lot of effort for me, that was probably the reason why I stayed. I didn't want their effort to go to waste. And so I continued coming and I continued uh, letting them put in this effort that I never really realized. And during this past semester and during the 21 day, that was when also I came to this realization that God put in a lot of effort into me, even before I met CARP. I felt, I realized I was really loved even before, and I didn't even realize it. And that was my, that was when I was able to accept God's love. I struggled a lot. No, I don't deserve this love because I never believed in it at first. But having that unconditional love throughout my entire life and having this unconditional love from my brothers and sisters, even though I poked and challenged them and they never gave up on me. And that was what I realized. That's what God, that God has been doing for all of us all these years even though we never realized it, even though I never realized it, it was always there uh, without, without any complaint or without any like resistance as well. And I really wanted to put in that effort. I wanted to put back that effort into this sister. Uh, and I wanted to, moving forward for me, I really want to repay that effort. For me, I don't think I could actually ever repay the effort that my brothers and sisters or even God has put into me. Uh, so I am going to be endlessly trying to repay that uh, with my journey with this, with the community. Um, yeah, that is kind of my, that is a little bit of my journey uh, here in CARP and some of the realizations that I have made.
Uh, so thank you for listening. Thank you so much, Kathy Sosa. Wow, such a beautiful experience, and then you know from heaven, and also you have experience of the true love from the members. I think my brother says it's a really we need to create that kind of beautiful environment of love and heart, and any new guests to come and they they feel. Not just only through the God's word, but through the environment and brothers and sisters of love, they really can realize many things. I think this is one of the really good example. Thank you so much, beautiful testimony. Kamsamida. You know, what's the best way to pay in Nemniti? That is appreciation. Father said, Satan dislikes the most, that is gratitude. Anyone have the heart of the gratitude? Satan cannot invade anymore. That's the power of the gratitude. Best way to kick out Satan? That is gratitude, my brothers and sisters. That's why I'd like to encourage all our brothers and sisters. Let's pray for our the, uh, the Prime Minister Abe. He did really great job. Anyway, anyway, there is many kind of opinion, but anyway, he really contributed something for you know God's will. I think we need to have a special prayer condition for him, and then he can liberate and it can help us uh, our God's problems more than before. 